It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Wednesday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Yes, I lied to you. Tony Burke is not here today. He told me uh, this morning, or late last night, he had a previous engagement. Uh, Probably another show. I think he's cheating on me, Scooter. Ooh, that's no good. Uh, He will, uh, however, make an appearance later in the week. I called Ed Peak to fill in. Ed's under the weather. Maybe not even going to the Louisville game tonight, a game they could possibly, wait for it, win. (laughs) Yeah, two-point underdogs at home tonight against Georgia Tech. It is Wednesday, February 1st. Welcome to the worst month of the year. Yeah, February sucks. You got Super Bowl. I like that. Pitchers and catchers report to spring training. We'll have spring training games by the end of the month. I like that. NCAA basketball is just in the it's a it's a four week wait for the tournament. That's all it is now. There's no uh, no more football after the Super Bowl. We got one game left if unless you count the flag football Pro Bowl, which I don't. And it's cold every day. It's cold and cloudy every day. It's sunny out there right now, for the record. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Yes, grumpy old man came to work today. Yeah, I'm here. More like every day. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Right now, get your free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito, along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz, freeze, or 20-ounce bottle soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. Hit me up on the Thornton's text line. Try to tell me anything you like about February. 502-414-1450. I can't think of anything. Other than the Super Bowl, I can't think of anything that really... Moves the needle in February. NBA, okay, it's getting good. LeBron had his first triple-double of the year last year. It was his first one. First one this year. Wow. Uh, he is closing in. He is, I think, 89, and I'm, I might be wrong on that, but I know he's less than 100 points away from the all-time NBA scoring record now. Held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He, he will go down statistically as the best player to ever play the game. He will. He's top five in assists now. He's top five in steals all time. He's going to go down as the best player to ever play the game. He had a triple-double last night at age 38. Speaking of old people, Tom Brady finally retired. He says for good this time. On his Twitter account from a beach somewhere in the world, he uh, posted about a minute-and-a-half-long video thanking. He didn't thank a coach, but he thanked everybody else. Fans, friends, family, competitors, other players, teammates. Never said anything about coaches. But he uh, had a very, very miniaturely emotional goodbye on Twitter today and said, look, this is really it. This is really the time to step away. Just yesterday, just yesterday, I was talking on this show about whether Tom Brady to the San Francisco 49ers was a good fit. By the way, this is the one-year anniversary of his first retirement. It was February 1st last year 
when he did this uh, in front of the media. This time, I'm on a beach. I'm by myself. I can do a selfie video, and that's what I'm going to do. Do you Seven, buy it? I do. This time I do. Yeah. And, man, he had a – he look, he's Tom Brady, so I'm not uh, feeling sorry for him in any way, shape, or fashion. He's the GOAT of football quarterbacks. But he had a tough year. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay was not good. He did not play well. He got divorced from a supermodel. Ouch, that hurts. A lot going on. Didn't look good in that final game against Dallas. And he said in the middle of the year, look, I got a lot of bleep going on here. Give me a break. It was not a great year for Tom Brady in a whole lot of ways. Uh, But I think this time he took the time, waited until the conference championship games were over, 11 days before the Super Bowl, so he's not interfering with anything football-related and just said, hey, here it is, I'm done, not playing for the Buccaneers, I'm not playing for the 49ers or anybody else, I'm going to get out right now. He is 46? 46, I already had one new knee. Seven-time Super Bowl winner, and it's look, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Is he the most talented quarterback of all time? No. That's probably Dan Marino, truth be told. That's probably Dan Marino as far as throwing the football. Uh, Joe Montana is in the discussion. How about Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes is in the early part of the discussion. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow's in the really early part of the discussion. But Tom Brady's got seven. Super Bowl rings. Nobody else is. I will say this. I don't think anybody else ever approaches that. Ever. And I know you don't You don't like to use the word never. Like last year, he'll never come back and play football. We don't say never very often. I don't see anybody ever winning seven Super Bowls as a quarterback. It's too hard to get there. It's too hard to keep your team together. Remember, Brady was a guy that had a supermodel wife that made more money than him. So he could take less salary, re, you know, move around some money here, and allow his team to be better at other positions. A lot of quarterbacks aren't going to be able to do that. Pat Mahomes is going to be one of them. Joe Burrow is going to be one of them when he gets his $50 million a year contract. Unless you take less money, You are not going to be able to stay within the salary cap and get good quality edge rushers, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, linebackers, offensive, uh, you know, left tackles. You're not going to be able to do it. He was able to do it because he took less money. Now, where do the 49ers go? Where do the Jets go? Where do the Raiders go? Who knows? Now Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden is more attractive to a bunch of these teams. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers... Likely going to be traded here. Likely going to be traded. And now Tom Brady's not first choice of some some teams. Niners need a quarterback. Brock Purdy's, you know, he's. I know he's going to get a second opinion on the torn UCL, which requires Tommy John surgery. That's a six- to nine-month recovery period. Jimmy Garoppolo's a free agent. He's going to be gone. Where do the Niners go here? Where do the Raiders go? We make all the talk about Brady being from out in California, but isn't Aaron Rodgers from there, too? He played a cow. Yeah. Uh, And what's next for Greg Olson? He's the first guy I thought of today, and I know that's silly, but I'm a radio guy. Greg Olson has been unbelievable as Fox's lead analyst for this season. 
this one season. Guess who's supposed to replace him? Tom Brady. Does he, does Greg Olson get to do the Super Bowl? It's on Fox. Do they break Brady and say, hey, Tom, uh, we got a contract with you. After you retire, you're our lead analyst. Well, we got Super Bowl in 11 days. That's not going to happen. But if I'm Greg Olson, I'm putting some feelers out there because I'm pretty good at what I do, and I proved it this year. You don't think Brady takes a year off? He might. It's going to be up to him. Yeah. Completely up to him. But uh, that was the big news. Uh, happened about 8.30 this morning. He posted the video on Twitter, and uh, everybody's show changed today because of Tom Brady. The best to ever do it, as far as championships is concerned, is uh, no longer going to play football. On the other side, LeBron James, after his triple-double last night, just mentioned in passing uh, he'll yeah he'll, he'll play another couple years. Wow. Dude's 38. Everybody, there's a fountain of youth somewhere for these guys. Sean Payton, next head coach at Denver. I will get to college basketball, by the way. Sean Payton will uh, go to Denver. Denver will, uh, uh, New Orleans, excuse me, will receive a third-round draft pick, some financial compensation as well, to allow Sean Payton out of the contract that he walked away from two years ago. But that's a good hire. Russell Wilson wanted Sean Payton. Russell Wilson in Denver now gets Sean Payton. We'll see how that works out. Payton does have a Super Bowl as a head coach under his belt with uh, Drew Brees as his quarterback. And D'Amico Ryans, defense coordinator of San Francisco, is now the new head coach with the Houston Texans. He has been at San Francisco for the last six years, the last two. As defense coordinator, and the 49ers have had the best defense over those last two years. It's a fresh start in Houston. You're going to be able to, to draft a quarterback, get who you want here uh, in all likelihood, and, and D'Amico Ryans can build from the ground up. He got a six-year deal, which is uh, kind of long for a first-time head coach. But if you're Houston, you, you believe in him. This is what you do. You're the coach, six years. Here's who the quarterback is we're going to take. Let's get your input here. We're going to take a quarterback. And with the second pick, and now here we go. I mean, that's kind of smart because if you're going to Houston, it's going to take six years to build it up. Oh, that's mean spirited. That's not. That's factual. They're uh, you terrible. Could, you could get it there. There might be another Joe Burrow. Will Levis could be another Joe Burrow, right? Bright, uh, the kid from Alabama whose name escapes me. He Bryce could be Young. another Bryce Young. He could be another Joe Burrow. You never know. Joe Burrow, second year, Super Bowl, third year, conference title game, almost another Super Bowl. Yeah, but the Bengals are, were in a way better spot when he got in the league. They absolutely I mean, were. Texans are. But when you get a yes. quarterback, then you can sign other guys because a, a quarterback in his first contract does not cost you any money. All right, by the way, before I forget, a Washington and Detroit tonight in the NBA might be canceled because – Detroit is stuck in Dallas. They can't get back to Detroit because of weather issues. Uh, and they didn't play last night. They played two nights ago. They're still stuck in Dallas. They're having travel issues. They're probably not going to be able to get home tonight to host the Washington Wizards. So uh, an NBA game may be canceled tonight, and it has nothing to do with COVID, wow. just so we know. All right, uh Maryland, Indiana, let's start with uh, the 21st-ranked Hoosiers. Welcome back to the poll. Now you're going to be out of it again, unless you can beat Purdue this weekend. 66-53 to 
55. And you're not going to win a whole lot of games scoring 55 points. It ends a five-game Hoosier winning streak. Uh, Maryland's 12-1 and one at home. And we talked about this yesterday, Scoots. They were two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said Maryland was the pick. Vegas knows what they're doing. Uh, it's a good Maryland team. It's not a great Maryland team. I think Indiana made them look a lot better than they are. Yeah. No, I mean, well, Indiana didn't hit any shots either, which didn't help them. 37%. Maryland hit 34%. For the game? For the game. Really? I mean, all, all, However, Maryland was 25 of 29 at the free throw line, while Indiana was 10 of 12. All in all, it was just a sloppy game. There's there's not very many Indiana games that I don't enjoy watching. That was one of them last night. Are you a yell at the TV guy? Sometimes. Are yeah. you a throw stuff in, in no, your room? No, definitely not like a that? definitely not a thrower. But Storm I can, out, turn it off, don't watch no, for a few minutes? No, I'll, I'll okay. watch the whole thing. Yeah, I do yell, though. I'm not describing myself there, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is still Trace Jackson Davis. 18 points, 20 rebounds. I do think Maryland did a pretty good, pretty good job of saying we're going to double-team him. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let him get 30. And if somebody else beats us, that's fine. They didn't beat them. Because I've said this a hundred times. If he gets – he needs two guys each game to step up and help. He didn't have any last night. Race Thompson had 11. Um. You could argue Ray stepped up. He played okay. He played okay, but you got to have two guys. Mm-hmm. You got to have two other guys, and I don't care who they are. Jalen Hood Shafino is normally going to be one of those two guys. One for 14 from the field last night. Oof. Three points, five rebounds, four assists. As well as he shot the ball and played against Ohio State on Saturday, it was the polar opposite last night. He could not throw it in the ocean. And they weren't close. Used all of his good shots on Saturday. I guess so. Got to save some of them. The other part, uh, the other number that jumped out at me, turnovers. Maryland had zero turnovers in the first half. Zero. Yeah. How many did they end up with for the game? Five. And Indiana had 11. That's pretty good, too. 11's not bad. But when you don't turn a team over the whole half, something's wrong defensively. You're not locked in. Defensively, which that's and, where Indiana's been hanging their hat as of, and late. that happens on the road sometimes. I said this was a trap game with Purdue coming up Saturday. It's exactly, it, it played out exactly the way I thought it might. Saturday, four o'clock, ESPN. You have a chance here. You got two games against the Boilermakers. Indiana is now twentieth or twenty third, excuse me, in the net rankings. They dropped from twentieth last night. That is still. A pretty good spot to be in because you've got a lot of games left. You've got some quad one games left on the schedule here. If you can win some of those games, your net ranking is going to skyrocket. And you can get a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. That's what I'm looking for. Top four seed. Scooter shakes his head when I said that before we went on the air. I still think it's possible. Now, you got to win maybe a couple games you're not expected to win starting Saturday. But... It is attainable. There are certain teams that's not a, Kentucky. That's not attainable. They're one and six in quad one games. It's not attainable. Top four seed is off the board. Indiana's got a chance with the schedule that is remaining to get one of those top four. Not 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 a one seed. A one a four seed is what I'm talking about. Yeah. One of the four seeds in the NCAA tournament. I think it's possible. Scooter thinks uh, I've been smoking something. Yeah, I just I don't see that. I mean, I'm realistically more like 6, 7 even. Got Purdue twice. 
You got at Michigan State. You got Michigan twice. Uh, Iowa was just playing a lot better lately. You got the Hawkeyes. Uh, that's a home game. At Northwestern, Illinois, Rutgers at home. Those two Purdue games, to me, that's the key. Those are the key. That's a tough schedule left. Yeah, Rutgers beat you. Michigan's, ah, Michigan's a box of chocolates. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to get. At Michigan State, that's At tough. Northwestern. At Northwestern. Certainly, yeah. Northwestern's a lot better than we thought they were going to be. At Michigan State is tough. At Purdue is tough. Iowa at home is going to be tough. I, but Indiana's a team, is one of those teams I think they can beat anybody at home. If the Knicks came into uh, Simon Skajodit Arena, Assembly Hall, Simon Skajodit, what is it? Simon Scott. I know, yeah. <laughs> when they come into Assembly Hall, I think if the Knicks came in, they could beat the Knicks. I maybe would, not the Celtics, but maybe the Knicks. Well, Woodson would have the scouting report for the That's Knicks. A good point. So absolutely, a good point. Indiana would win. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so Maryland wins over Indiana 66-55. to uh, I guess we're done talking about that game. We'll preview Purdue and Indiana on Friday. By the way, Tony Burke did tell me he will be in one day this week. And that'll mess Scooter all up because he's oh, always yeah. in here on Wednesday. And he won't He won't have any idea what day it is. All right, we'll take a break. Kentucky with a road win last night. We'll talk about that. Some more college basketball, some more NBA as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Without Tony Burke on this Wednesday, hump day. Tony will be in either okay. tomorrow or Friday. I wish I could pick what day I wanted to come in. No kidding. It'd be great. You'd never see me on a Monday, and you'd <laughs> rarely see me on a Friday. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Hit me up on the text machine at that number, 414-1450. System went 1-1 one and one last night. I had Boston College plus the points against Clemson, the 20th-ranked team in the country. BC Eagles still under 500, able to pull the upset. 62 to 54. The loser was DePaul. Now, I love the system. And if you don't know the system, Dugan, if you're listening, <laughs> if you don't know what the system is, it's pretty simple. Any team that is unranked at home and getting points against a ranked opponent, it's simple. Clemson was ranked. They're on the road giving Boston College, I don't know what it was, four and a half. Boston College wins outright. DePaul at home getting 10 from 24th-ranked Connecticut. DePaul does not come through. They're the loser. 90-76 to 76 was the final. It went down to the last couple of minutes before uh, I knew I was going to lose. The problem with the system is there are a couple of teams that kill it. Because there system are a couple proof. of teams in the Power Five Schools, power six, if you count the Big East, which I do, that are terrible. Georgetown is terrible. DePaul is terrible. Louisville is terrible. Vanderbilt, for the most part. This year, South Carolina, even though they beat Kentucky, they're getting killed 
against the spread. So there are certain teams, and Tony Tony sent me a text last night to remind me, yeah, DePaul stinks. <laughs> you can't put you can't use DePaul in your system. Well, the system's there. The system is what it is. I don't make exceptions to the system because every year there are different teams that are absolutely awful. This year happens to be Louisville. They're usually not this way. Do you have a running tally on how it's doing? It's a little over five hundred. Okay. Not much, you know, enough to get your money back with with juice included. Um, but DePaul's killing it. South Carolina's killing the system. Louisville's hurting the system. Man, I love the system though. <laughs> I'll keep playing it. But there was a non-system game last night, which was. Because it wasn't a Power 5 school, it was Nevada at home getting three from uh, San Diego State, who's ranked 22nd. Nevada won that game outright. Steve Alford with the win, 75-66. So we'll keep at it. System game tonight, there's only one, and I hate it. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, I hate this game. Tennessee, number two in the country, on the road at Florida, who is 12-9, Took a beating from uh, TCU on Saturday. Tennessee is only a five-and-a-half-point favorite in, in Gainesville. And Florida's terrible. But system says, chomp, gator, chomp. Take the five-and-a-half. Uh, Georgia Tech-Louisville tonight. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the third segment. But Georgia Tech's only a two-point favorite on the road tonight against Louisville. Can the Cards get a win? It'll be their third, which will put them three behind Eastern Michigan. Yeah, buddy. Scooter, your Eastern Michigan Eagles with a double-digit win last night. I, over, I think it was Ohio University. I don't think that's happened all season for them. That's their sixth win now. Pumped. That ends it. I, I tweeted Trevor last night. Said Tell it was Trevor to take that, some of that Super Bowl money he's taking uh-huh. with him, and uh, he might as well go ahead and pay you because I don't see – the cards getting to six. No way. Maybe four. They're not getting to six. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, never you never put the bats away before the bottom of the ninth inning. I understand that. Yeah. But I think we can put the bats away. Okay. It's dangerous to put the bats away. I'm telling you. I got Things it. turn around in a hurry for sometimes. I, I knocked on wood. We're good. <laughs> All right. Kentucky wins last night 75-66 at Ole Miss. Uh, the game was 32-all at halftime. And it, it, as a Kentucky fan, you had to feel like, here we go again. Here we go again. You got an Ole Miss team that's 1-7 or 1-8 in conference, 1-7 at the time, and we're going to go down there and lose? That had to be the thought process. We're going to go down there after four SEC wins in a row, getting back into the last four in for Joe Lenardi, <laughs> still last four in even though you lose to Kansas, and we're going to have another quad. This this would have been a quad three loss. Not good. But they come back in the second half. Thank you, uh, card needs to be sent to Antonio Reeves. 27 points off the bench. He was 8 of 12 from the field, 6 for 7 from distance. That's knocking it down. He was the, the anti Jalen Hood Shafino last night. You said yet on yesterday's show that anytime Antonio Reeves shoots, you feel like it's going in. I did say that. That was never so evident as it was last night. Because literally almost every shot left his hand went in. Yeah. It was incredible. Most of them were open. And, and yeah. in fact, the first two that he hit, Kermit Davis immediately called timeout for uh, 
Ole Miss because I think that obviously the scouting report was this guy doesn't be, get left alone, period. Uh, C.J. Frederick continued to struggle. He only played 20 minutes last night. He didn't hit a field goal. But Reeves was great. Oscar Shibway had 14 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Toppin, 18. He had a quiet 18 points last yeah. night. And Severe Wheeler had to start because Kaysen Wallace, you know, all of us. And, and again, if you're a better and you don't know this and you turn the game on, where's Kaysen Wallace? Oh, uh, he had a knee contusion, uh, a bruised knee, and it happened a couple of games ago. But, it, you know, he, he sort of tweaked it a little bit in, in shoot-around. What? I'm giving seven and a half, and I don't have Case and Wallace. Now they covered, so everything's okay. But uh, he is expected to play Friday, uh, Saturday against Florida. How do you tweak a knee bruise? I don't know. I guess somebody hits hits the bruise right where it is, and it hurts again. You go, ow! <laughs> <laughs> but Wallace was out. C.J. Frederick throwing up bricks again. But uh, Antonio Reeves to the rescue. Got two good minutes from Damian Collins last night. It blew my mind. He came in, he played two minutes, he hit a field goal, a dunk. He was two for three at the line, four points in two minutes, take him back out, he doesn't come back in the rest of the game. I know there's a rotation. I get that. I understand he was brought in just to give uh, Shibwe a blow. And I'm sure as soon as Ole Miss got a bucket, Cal freaked out and said, I got to get Oscar back in the game. That's that's what happens. But don't you earn a little bit? Don't you earn maybe another two minutes if you get four points, a dunk, you get fouled, two out of three free throws? You know, you're, you're uh, you know, you got, a re- got an offensive rebound. You got two minutes. <sighs> I'm Damian. I'm frustrated as all get. Yeah. Yeah. And he's had a tough year. Of course, he his has, father yeah. passed away, but how long do you hang around? How long do you stay when you said, coach? I, I went in, did more than you expected me to do. You took me out and didn't get back in the game. Uh, the guy that I think should never see the floor also played two minutes. Lance Ware. He had a bunch of goose eggs across the board. He's <laughs> terrible. He stinks. <laughs> and he's going to be there next year. He's going to be there for a third year. He's he's a good morale guy to have around. He, I think he is a great cheerleader, yeah. but you can do that from the bench. I don't need you in the game. I don't need you getting on the floor and cheering. <laughs> uh, Adu Thierro saw a little action last night. He had two points in six minutes of play. Uh, that was nece- you know, necessary. He's the only other point guard besides Case and Wallace. So Wheeler had to get a little rest. Wheeler was really good last night. Four points. Four rebounds, nine assists, and only one turnover. That's all you want him to do. Nine assists, so do the math. That's at least 18. He's responsible for at least 18 points there, plus the four he scored. Really good game from uh, from uh, Severe Wheeler. And he went down with an ankle midway second half, another reason where you had to give Aduciero some minutes there. But... The story last night for Kentucky was beginning to end Antonio Reeves. He was a scorer at Illinois State. He wasn't just a spot-up three-point shooter. He will go into the lane, throw some bank shots up, hit a floater now and then, and he was really, really good last night. And Kentucky decided finally when they couldn't get any offense going, look, here's what happened. 
Reeves doesn't start. So Frederick's in there. You shade Frederick. You don't guard Wheeler. And you double-team Shibway. Toppin gets loose for 18. Okay, I'm fine with that if I'm Ole Miss. I got no problem with Toppin getting 18 as long as Shibway doesn't kill me or Frederick or Reeves gets going. But Reeves did get going. That's what Last night's first half proved to me how much this team needs Cason Wallace. It's that simple. Because it was Ole Miss, you were able to come out and play well enough and got a great game out of your uh, shooting guard off the bench to win the game. Great. And it was a must-win game. There are must-win games now for teams that are on the bubble. This is where we're at if you're Kentucky. You're 15-7 you're and seven now. 6-3 um, and three in the SEC. Half a game behind Auburn. Game, a game behind Texas A&M. You're right in, right in the middle of the pack here, fifth place in the SEC, a little ahead of the middle of the pack. But you've got games now that you they're going to be on the schedule. You can't lose. Ole Miss was a game you can't lose. That is a resume killer, and I don't care where you're playing them. Florida Saturday at home, probably a, a can't-lose game. Can you lose to Florida on the road? Later in the year, maybe you can get away with that. Can't lose to them at home. Um, at Mississippi State, they've got one win in conference. You can't lose that game. Can't do it. Vanderbilt at home late in the year. Can't lose that game, especially late in the year. So this Ole Miss game was a must-win game. It's 32-all at halftime. And I'm looking around going, oh, my gosh, this is going to be an easy show tomorrow if they lose. Text line, I'm sure at KSR this morning, or KRC. Wow, John. Wow. Yeah, three, two, one. The text line at K, you can edit that out, right? <laughs> the text line at Kentucky Roll Call this morning, Scooter, what was it like and what would it have been like had it been the other way around? It was honestly, it was pretty tame. I mean, you had a lot of people shouting out Reeves. Of course, you got your well, sure. severe Wheeler haters. But He played great last night. If Kentucky loses that game, we would have had – Two days worth of text to try to get through. It would it, anytime Kentucky loses text. Kentucky line, losing is always better for your show. It's better. Oh, in terms of unless it's a top twenty-five matchup, if they lose to a non-ranked team, it's better for your show. In terms of interactions, I agree. Oh, with yeah, that. but in terms of just the overall, TJ Walker says Jesus, John. Yeah, I know. I said the wrong letters. I gave the wrong letters. <laughs> I got to quit saying the letters. I just got to say Kentucky roll call. That's it. Because I get confused because I'm, I'm – TJ, give me a break. I'll be 60 this year, man. <laughs> I'm an old man. He is an old man. I can confirm. I walked upstairs in my underwear today. thought I had <laughs> pants on. I'm, I'm not kidding. My daughter came over. I heard her. I walked upstairs. She said, where are your pants? I went, oh, <laughs> sorry. That's bad. Did you go out and retrieve your newspaper as well? Uh, no, I don't get the newspaper anymore. That's why we have uh, internet, Scooter. <sighs> hey, look, I'm glad I'm wearing pants now. Same at, least I, at least I was in the house. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, talk a little NBA, a little college basketball on the other side. We'll get to the text line. Texture has a Celtics question. As a Celtics fan, I love that. We'll get to that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by the by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it, I heard it. 
February final segment of the day, Groundhog Day tomorrow. Love that movie, by the way. What are you really laughing about? Uh, I'm laughing about one of your picks yesterday. We'll get to that. Eminem Carnage Hotline is open 502 384 1450. 384 1450. Last chance to get in on the conversation. Also, last chance on the Thornton's text line 502 414 1450. I got a Celtic question on the text line. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's get to. College basketball yesterday and what I, by the way, Groundhog Day, I'll talk more about it tomorrow. We'll break down the movie tomorrow. Sweet. Great I've, movie. I've actually seen that. Yeah, that and three other movies you've seen <laughs> in your life. Awesome. Uh, what I was laughing at was Scooter's pick of Vanderbilt yesterday. Oh, man. Alabama 101, Vanderbilt 44. When I was, <laughs> I was doing the St. X game last night and I had a commercial and I looked at my phone and it was... 30 to 12, and I went, uh oh. <laughs> Scooter picked Vanderbilt here. I said That's I liked good. Vanderbilt by 14 and a half. You could give me 40 yes. more, <laughs> and they still don't cover. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Alabama was angry. I mean, they just got humbled. At you said that. You said Saturday. they were going to be. They're going to be mad. They're 19 and 3 now, still ranked fourth in the country. Uh, Vandy, ooh. Jerry Stackhouse, I don't know how, how long he lasts at Vanderbilt because these games. He'll he'll beat somebody here and there, but these games are far too common in, uh, in Nashville. Number eight, Kansas had this one right too. They beat seventh ranked Kansas State in Allen Fieldhouse, ninety to seventy eight. I said it. Kansas State acted like they won the uh, NCAA tournament when they beat Kansas in Manhattan, Kansas, mm-hmm. the uh, biggest little city in the world, whatever they call that place. But uh, they, you know, the coach jumped up on the table. They stormed the court. It was uh, it was a whole scene, man, as the uh, hippies used to say. <laughs> but I said Kansas is not going to forget that. They are not going to forget. And there was a reason they were seven and a half point favorite at home last night over a team that had already beaten them and that was ranked higher than them. And the Jayhawks went out and got it done last night, ninety to seventy eight. 15th-ranked TCU over West Virginia, uh, 76-72. TCU was without a couple of players, and they were only a two-point favorite at home over a West Virginia team that was uh, 13-8 and coming in. Vegas knew. It was a close game, went down to the wire. Horned Frogs win it by four. That's still the best conference in the country, top to bottom, no question. Now, they only got 10 teams, so it's easier to be better top to bottom than a 14-team league, but um, – that's uh, that's a that's a great league. And TCU, Baylor, Texas. Texas is playing better now. You know, throwing Kansas and Kansas State, that's an unbelievable conference. Iowa State's got a great record. Uh, Nevada, I mentioned already, beat 22nd-ranked San Diego State. 23rd-ranked Miami over Virginia Tech, 92-83 in a high-scoring game. The Canes uh, are now 17-5. and and uh, tonight we got one system game. I mentioned that. Number one, Purdue is at home tonight, 6.30 game on the Big Ten Network against Penn State. It's a Penn State team that's 14-7. and seven. I watched them beat Indiana. I've seen highlights. This is a good team. Purdue is still a 10-point favorite at home. I'm a little surprised. 
Yeah, I, I, I thought seven or eight. It's ten. It makes me want to bet Purdue. Really, it makes me want to go. Penn well, State. I think Vegas knows what they're doing more than I do. Is my point. I always say this, Scooter. Big Al the Fish taught me this a long time ago. If it looks too good to be true, it usually is. But that seems like a lot of points against Micah Shrewsbury's team. That's a good team. I uh, mentioned this earlier. Number two, Tennessee at Florida. The Vols are 18 and three. The Gators are 12 and nine. Tennessee is only a five and a half point favorite. System says take Florida. Oh, sometimes I hate the system. <laughs> Seven o'clock on ESPN two. 8.30, 14th ranked Marquette hosting Villanova. The uh, Villanova Wildcats are only 10 and 11. Jay Wright got out just in time, apparently. Marquette and Shaka Smart, 17 and 5. FS1, late game at 8.30. Marquette at home is a 7-point favorite over Villanova. 6.30, the early game on FS1, a matchup of top 20 teams. 17th ranked Providence at eight at 16th ranked Xavier. Both teams are 17 and 5. The Musketeers Four-point favorites over the Friars. I'm giving the points in this game. That'll be a fun game. Yeah, 632. It's not It's not past your bedtime. No. <laughs> 7 o'clock, Georgia and Auburn. Auburn has uh, they've been on the skids a little bit. They've dropped to 25th in the rankings. Um, but the Bulldogs are not very good, 14-7. and seven. Auburn is a 12-point favorite in that SEC Network game. And, of course, Georgia and Louisville. Here are the records for tonight's big heavyweight fight at the Yum Center. 8-13 and 13, Georgia Tech, 2-19 and 19, Louisville. Georgia Tech's two-point favorite. Is that the – in games they've been underdogs in this season, is that the closest spread they've had? Yes. Now, they had a five-game streak where they were underdogs and they covered. Uh, but two, that's got to be – I mean, Notre Dame was on the road. They were – Double-digit underdogs, I think. Um, or nine and a half, nine something and a like half, that. Yeah. Uh, the road game before that, which I thought they were going to win. Or the home game before that, I thought they were going to win. Who was that again? Boston College. Boston College. That was the road game. I thought they were going to win. They were slight underdogs, but it wasn't two. This tells me Vegas thinks they have a legitimate chance to break the losing streak tonight and get their first conference win. What's the reaction in the Young Center if they know. win? Well, the 14 people that are there are going to be very excited. <laughs> I, look, there's not going to be anybody there tonight. Uh, Carolina, there was a big crowd. A lot of them were Carolina fans. But you also have the Louisville fan that wants to see North Carolina play because of the name on the front of the jersey. Even though Carolina is not a, t- a top 25 team, not very good right now, people still want to see Carolina. People still want to see Duke. When teams like that come into the Yum Center, people are going to show up. They didn't show up the last home game. And they're not going to show up tonight. I mean, I I went to a Louisville-Duke game last year for that very reason. Just to see Duke. Just to see Duke. And it was Coach K's last year. Woof. Woof. This game is a woof. This game is not – it's ACC Network night for games, right? It's a Wednesday night, so you get some games on the ACC Network. This game's not even on the ACC Network. Um, I'm trying to stall for time here, but – the uh, two ACC Network games tonight are Pitt, North Carolina, and Florida State, North Carolina State. So Louisville, Georgia Tech, not even on the ACC Network. You have to have the ESPN Plus or Bally Sports to uh, watch the cards in the Yellow Jackets. And really, to be honest, I don't know how many people want to watch the cards in the Yellow Jackets tonight. I'm going, and I don't. If if it wasn't a free meal, I wouldn't be going tonight. <laughs> 
Probably shouldn't say that over the air. Let's go to the Eminem Carnage Hotline. Pat, how are you today, brother? Good, John. I got a couple of things uh, talking about the Georgia Tech Louisville game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Alabama got crushed by Oklahoma, and you know, I know you talked about they were going to be mad when they played Vandy. Well, my question is, is Georgia Tech going to be mad since they just got beat by 40 by Duke? There's a, there's a difference, <laughs> Pat, between being mad when you're a really good team <laughs> and being mad when you stink, and Georgia Tech stinks. Right, right. Uh, are they going to be mad? Sure. I don't want to get beat 86 to 43. But Georgia Tech, you know how many games Georgia Tech's lost in a row? No, I do not. Seven. I do not take it. Seven. Seven oh, in a row, nine mm-hmm. out of ten. This is going to be a, uh, well, uh, the last team they beat was Florida A&M. <laughs> I can tell That's you right. that. This is going to be an, uh, just a, a hard game to watch. Hard game to watch. Yeah, yeah. However, both teams think they can win tonight, and that hasn't been the case for either one of these teams for a while. Well, it might be worth watching just because of that, maybe. I'm pulling for yeah. Kenny Payne tonight. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, bad yeah. for him. He's a nice guy. He's a great assistant coach. Maybe he's not meant to be a head coach. I don't know the answer to that. But he yeah, is, he's yeah. grinding, and he's not seeing any results out of it, and I'd love to see him get a win tonight. That's all. Well, it's a possibility. And the only other thing I had is that I know this uh, doesn't have anything to do with what you've been talking about, but were you happy that Fred Cromdog McGriff got into the Hall of Fame? Uh, I didn't know he did. When did that happen? That just happened uh, oh, last week. That's awesome. He got voted in by, yeah. The, it's got to be the Veterans Committee, right? But it was called some kind of contemporary okay. era yeah. committee, I think. It's, uh, maybe it's another Yeah, I knew Roland got Scott, in. Scott Roland was the only right. one with the regular vote that got in. Right, but, uh, right. Oh, yeah, I love the crime yeah. dog, man. That dude could right. pick it. He could hit. <laughs> he was a major factor. in the, You know, Braves were all about pitching. But Fred McGriff right. was a major player on those uh, AL uh, National League East championship teams. He was great. Yeah, he was a solid player. And there's nothing. All right, thanks a lot, John. Hi, Pat. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Nothing better than a great nickname, right? The Crime Dog. Remember McGruff, the Crime Dog, the commercials? He was Fred McGriff, the Crime Dog. It's, it was a great nickname. It wrote itself. It's a great nickname. I did not know he got in. I think that's great. He's in the hall of really, really good. I will tell you that. I mean, Babe Ruth's in the Hall of Fame. Lou Gehrig's in the Hall of Fame. Fred McGriff should be in the Hall of really, really good. All right, NBA. I got an NBA tech scooter. Oh, I thought there would be like a horn sound or something. Woo! Yeah. Have the Celtics peaked? What would their coaching situation be after the season? Well, I'm a Celtic fan. I hope they haven't peaked. Um, they are in first place in the Eastern Conference. They have... Uh, Best record in the league at uh, 36 and 15. And Joe Mazzola's done an unbelievable job this year. Remember the Emo Udoka story where he uh, did something, I don't know, morally incorrect in the uh, <laughs> with a uh, staffer of the Boston Celtics, a female staffer. So he's on suspension for a year. He's still on suspension. He almost took the Brooklyn Nets job. or I think Brooklyn got cold feet at the last minute. Celtics were going to be out from under him. Uh, but he took the Celtics to the finals last year in his first season as head coach. 
And I say this all the time. A lot of things that shouldn't get overlooked get overlooked when you're winning. My favorite, uh, and Scooter doesn't like to hear this, but my, my pr- favorite example is Bob Knight. There are a lot of things you do that you shouldn't be doing, but if you're winning a lot of games, either as a player or a coach, they're overlooked. And Emo Udoka, okay, well, we went to the finals. We got a great shot again this year. How do we suspend this guy? Well, you suspend him. You, you fire him is what you do. But we're not going to fire him because he did take us to the finals. We're going to suspend him for one season. And then, look, if he's repentant and he apologizes and, and the legal system takes its course and he's not in prison and he uh, makes everything right with the family that he hurt, then maybe we bring him back next year. Because he went to the finals last year. If the Celtics had been a 500 team last year, he'd be fired right now. What a trial run, though, by Joe Mazzulla. Joe Mazzulla's doing great. He's going to coach Team Giannis in the All-Star game. He's going to be the head coach of the Celtics next year as well. You think so? Absolutely. 36-15. and 15. Jason Tatum has been an All-Star. Jalen Brown has been good most nights. Uh, the supporting cast is incredibly good with Al Horford, Marcus Smart, who's injured right now. Uh, guys like that. They brought in uh, the guard whose name escapes me. Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon has been unbelievable. Derek White came over late last year from San Antonio. He's been a good addition at point guard. So they got a lot of weapons. They're really good. By the way, they're on tonight against Brooklyn. Eight and a half point favorites at home against the uh, Brooklyn Nets tonight are the Celtics on ESPN if you're an NBA fan. I think Celtics are going to the finals. Tell you who's playing well right now is Milwaukee. They're yeah. in second in the East. They won five in a row. They beat uh, Charlotte last night, 124-115. Giannis had 34-18. and 18. He's so good. He's so unstoppable when he's in a certain spot on the court. Miami beat Cleveland 197 last night. That's about as low a scoring NBA game as you're going to see. Jimmy Butler had 23 for the Heat. Lakers 129, Knicks 123 in overtime in the Garden. LeBron, 28, 10, and 11. I mentioned earlier his first triple-double of the year, of course, in the garden. And uh, Anthony Davis, second game of a back-to-back, he got to play. He had 27 last night. Yeah. He fell last night, and I thought, "Uh uh-oh. I didn't know he was going to get up, but he did. Every time he falls, you don't know if he's going to get up. Fragile or fragile. Uh, Clippers beat Chicago 108-103, Kawhi 33 points for L.A., and Denver beat New Orleans last night 122-113, Jamal Murray 32 for the Nuggets. The Joker put up some numbers last night, 26 points, 18 rebounds, 15 assists. Is he he going to win his third straight MVP? Seems like it. It's hard to vote against them. Denver's number one in the West. They're 35 and 16, two and a half games ahead of Memphis. Can you tell me who the third best team in the West is right now? OKC. No. That's a terrible guess. (laughs) Sacramento Uh, Kings. I would have never gotten that. Who saw that coming? The Kings are 28 and 21 in the third spot right now in the Western Conference. Oh, my goodness. Recap the Louisville game tomorrow. Bellerman will have a game at home tomorrow night. We'll talk about that as well. Maybe Tony will be here. Maybe he won't. It's a crapshoot. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it on the X.